0: Craig Bradbrook is the Chief Operating Officer at the Greater Toronto Airport Authority. He has been kind enough to join us and give us an idea of what's going on. Thank you very much for joining us, Craig.
1: Thank you, Kelly. Thank you for having me on the show.
0: So are we still looking at the same kind of delays we were experiencing last week, or have they worsened?
1: Uh, Kelly, first of all, I think I should clarify there, there are two problems that we have at the airport that are generating longer passenger wait times. And the one I think you're referring to uh, in your introduction was the experience that the departure passenger is experiencing waiting for the pre-board screening, uh, which is done by the uh, Canadian Air Transport Security Authority, (CATSA), And they came out last week and and, um, explained that they were having some staffing challenges um, and those have manifested in longer lineups Um, and wait times that have been up to uh, an hour uh, during peak travel times of the day. In in the non-peak travel times of the day, the the queues are obviously much shorter. So that's one problem. What's peak
0: for people listening, Craig, just to get us all on the same page here, if you're heading to the airport?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, typically it would be the early morning um, Mm -hmm. departures and then um, the uh, mid-afternoon and evening departures, which would – uh, be the the busier time for departures during the day.
0: Okay, sounds like all day almost to me, but what do I know. So um the security situation we had on the president of katsu and he was basically telling us last week you know a lot of this is due to the fact that they are understaffed because people were you know let go during the pandemic they didn't need everybody and they've gone on to find other jobs so they need some time to train these people appropriately we're talking about security here very important um aspect of travel and the other part is you know uh, people are bringing more carry on on he even admitted look I forgot I had my laptop in my carry-on. That's a big fail. We can speed things up by being ready. What's the other portion of the problem that that you want to talk about? So the
1: other problem that we're having is for the international arrival passengers. So even when Canadians go abroad and then come home, they come back, obviously, as an international arrival passenger. And and we have a a problem there where we're still uh, having to facilitate um, what we would call legacy... Uh, public health steps in the the process, which is um, extending the length of time that a passenger typically uh, would spend clearing uh, the border uh, process uh, by almost four times in some cases. And that means that the throughput um, in the um, arrival um, process facilities is, is less. And so we're having to hold passengers on aircraft, um, and until there is space in the, um, the arrival processing facility uh, and, and the Canada Border of Service Agencies have, you know, are able to process those passengers. So that's the other element of the, the, the problem and challenge that we have at the moment.
0: Give us an and, idea of how that dominoes, I would imagine, because you've got to get people have to disembark. Then you've got to clean that that uh, that plane. Then you've got to load another flight. How is this affecting flight times?
1: Well it's a very good point and and you know airports are designed to facilitate flows the last thing we want is people waiting in line or or having to um, you know sit for long periods of time and the, and the terminals really are not designed for the processes that we've had to put in place over the last two years during covid and so it is impacting the the operation in, in the ways that you suggest we're seeing delays in departure flights we're seeing um, just a very challenged Operation at the airport because of or, or these processes are, are all so interdependent, and so if one gets affected, it, it, it affects others as well. So we really are looking for you know the government to move these um, processes off airport um, and um, you know to allow the passenger flows to flow again in the way that they did pre-COVID, so that we can provide our passengers a much better experience.
0: Can you get a little bit specific on how, you, um, how the, the feds could help alleviate the wait times right now that we're experiencing at Pearson?
1: So in relation to the international arrival process, I mean, there are steps that the, the passenger has to complete and then interact with a, a Canada Border Service agent, uh, agent officer. Um, and then um, upwards of 2,000 passengers a day are, are randomly selected for testing which takes place on the airport in facilities that are designed really for um, the public to meet and greet their loved ones as mm. they arrive. So we believe that those measures can be moved off airport. They're, they're now part of what we understand to be a surveillance um, posture. So um, And there are alternative ways in which th- we believe that um, the same outcome could be achieved by moving them off airport or, for example, in monitoring wastewater treatment uh, facilities, uh, we, we understand that that is an equally efficient process for for what uh, is needed. Um, so, we would like to see all of those measures moved off airport, um, and and we would like to see you know us getting back to you know the work that we were doing pre-COVID, working with the uh, Canada Border Service Agency and. And really, um, modernizing processes, looking uh, and transitioning to a more digital, um, hassle-free arrival process, which um, everybody, I think, would like to see.
0: Absolutely. There's nothing worse than coming home. And you're like, oh, I got to get through, you know, customs. I have to get, then I got to pick up my baggage. It's, It's all about, you know, hurry up and wait. But if you can make the wait less painful, that's a good thing. And it's very painful right now for people coming in. That Arrive Can app, You'd like to see it streamlined? Can you can you speak to that and, and the amount of time it's taking people to get through the uh, border?
1: Yeah, so I mean, uh, the ArriveCAN app. I, I'm, I'm I think it's probably more appropriate for um, CBSA probably to speak to that. But my, my understanding is that you know we are uh, going to see a, a a new version of that uh, in, in the coming uh, months. Um, and that, I think, will simplify things and improve the the process. And I think everybody's working really to try and enhance um, the the process. And, and we could make, a, a, I think, a, a lot of improvements if we could remove these public health steps in that process, which we 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 really feel are are you know legacy and and can be achieved through other means. Craig, effort. you're
0: you're in the business of moving people travel and you want to make it swift and reliable. So what are your thoughts on how long it'll take to if you if the feds do help and alleviate some of this, uh, the wait time and maybe streamline things and get rid of the rapid testing? How long till we get back to normal at uh, Pearson International Airport?
1: So I think with the international arrival uh, passenger process, that could be done uh, reasonably quickly. Um, uh, you know, these uh, alternative measures could be implemented, I think, um, pretty swiftly. For that one, I, I'm, I'm more hopeful that you know, we could uh, solve. Um, for the uh, the CATSA problem, I, I, they would be best to speak to that. But, um Obviously you know it is challenging, but I, I know they're working very hard and and everybody's trying to support them in the best way we can to ensure that we can move passengers as quickly as possible through the airport
0: and what is your advice to uh, people that are listening right now might have a flight in the next week or two heading to Pearson
1: well I think as you said in your introduction Kelly it's you know allow time so you know two hours for domestic uh, three hours for an international if you're if you have special um, needs or you have special baggage and, and things that might require additional processing, I would maybe add a little more time. And then, as you said, you know, many people haven't traveled for a long period of time. So they've they've forgotten how to pa- uh, pack their hand carry. And, and so just reminder about, you know, what is allowed to be carried and what's not. Um, if they're unsure, you know, go to the CATSA website. They can see, you know um, what the restrictions are, and, and typically it's you know, you're know you not allowed to take a liquid on board uh, in your hand carry if it exceeds 100 milliliters. Um, so just preparing yourself, getting yourself mm-hmm. ready, um, divesting yourself of metal prior to getting to the screening point, put it in your bag, um, all of those things will help, I think, cats are in their screening process and, and just get everybody through a little bit quicker.
0: Craig, you just reminded me of something that I want to ask you before I let you go. And that is, how are airports dealing with this? Because, or not airports, airlines, because I had asked one of our travel experts last week and he was like, well, good question. I don't know. You know, when you get to an airport, sometimes you, your, uh, plane might, you n- might not be able to check in to get your boarding pass until a certain time. How are the airlines dealing with the longer wait at security? Have they started to open check ins for flights earlier on at Pearson?
1: So, in some cases, they may have adjusted it, but, but, you know, typically they would open their check-in desk three hours before departure, um, longer if it's uh, for an international flight, potentially. It depends on the um, the size of the aircraft, the number of passengers that they would typically have checking in, and and they, you know, adjust their check-in opening times accordingly. So they they are operating um, pretty much to uh, their normal um, way of operating. There should be sufficient time for passengers to um, get through the process. I think most aer- airlines are, are cutting off check-in about ninety minutes before departure. So oh. that's um, you know as long as the passenger gets you know and checks in prior to that, you know they they should be good.
0: Okay, that's important to know. Thank you very much, Craig. You've been a wealth of information.
1: Thank you. And uh, thank you again for having me on the show.
0: All right. Uh, Craig Bradbrook is the chief operating officer of the greater Toronto airport authority. Hopefully that helped you out with explaining what's going on at Pearson and how long you're going to have to wait. We really need the feds to come through on this one. Time to get rid of that random rapid test.